What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wizards of Gallery Place podcast. Brennan and Damo back on the show, and today we are talking Wizards losing basketball. They dropped the first two games in Philadelphia. Game one was a close game. Game two was just a blowout pretty much from start to finish. But, um, I mean, how do you feel after your uh, after the first two games here, heading back to Cap One Arena for two at home to try and even the series or maybe even steal one? But, I mean, by the way they've been playing, uh, we might not even get one. But, I mean, how are you feeling? Yeah, man, I gotta say, man, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. I mean, uh, you know, on our last pod when we, uh, you had me, me call a prediction. I had, I had Sixers and six, um, and I felt that way because I felt like, you know, based on the run we were going, we had just went on, you know, going seventeen and six to get into the play in, and then ultimately get the AFC. Um, I felt like we were playing good enough defense. You know, Gafford was getting more minutes. Uh, the three guard was was the three guard lineup was working with Neto at small with Beal or Neto at small forward, um, but I felt like they there had to be some adjustments because you were going against Philly, uh, who's one of the biggest teams in the league and you know the number one defensive team. I felt like Brooks would make some kind of adjustments, and you know Russ and Brad are so great, you would be able to steal two games. Um, game one, I felt like should have been one of the games. Because Philly was coming off, you know, a, a pretty long layoff, not playing. So you can catch them sleeping and still won. The game was there, but the backcourt turned it over too much in the fourth quarter. Um, and then game two, I didn't really have us winning that because it's like, okay, the coach is going to make adjustments. They at home. They're just going to they're going to blitz you out the gate. And that's that's what happened. They blitzed us. No adjustments were made. And uh yeah, you're down 0-2. Game one was the one, the game that you needed to have. Uh, and it's just it's unfortunate that uh, they didn't nab it. So now you got to do you got to do your job at home, protect home court. Yeah. Um, and this is an unfamiliar territory. In the 2017 playoffs against the Celtics, we started off 0-2 as well. And mm-hmm. then we came back to um, it was Cap 1 Arena by then, right? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Then they came back to Cap One, and, and the Wizards sold too. And obviously, it, um, they went to seven games. But you know, this is this is a little bit different because I think what we're again when you talk about playoffs and everything is about matchups. Their matchups are just they're exploiting everything we do on both ends of the court, and so it makes it a little bit different because. Like you were saying before we get on here, our shooters can't defend, our defenders can't shoot. And even then, I mean, I would say our shooters can't shoot and our defenders can't defend. So it's like, <laughs> right, <laughs> especially from the wing. And God, I can't tell you. I mean, if Denny Avdio was in this series, I mean, at least defensively, <clears throat> a little bit more. Thing. I mean, who know, that another guy defending Tobias Harris in that first game. I mean, who knows if we win that game? That game was so close. Um, but yeah, we're, we're I really think, missing Denny right now. I, I really think if you just had an able body there at the small forest spot, you probably could have got game one. Because yeah. on the switch, like if you got Beal or Neto at small forward, and then it's Rui there at power forward, all I got to do is get a call for the screen, and boom, I got I got a guard on me. Oh, well, then it's a bucket every time. Like I don't care what level of basketball you play on. 
if you put a guy on me that is seven inches shorter than me or six inches shorter than me, that is barbecue chicken. Like, like the, like Ben Simmons, like people know I don't really, I'm not the biggest fan of his game. Like, I think he has, you know, some, some real skill he needs to add to his game. But the dude 6'10", man, like if you're going to put a six foot guard on him or a six, three guard on him, he is going to clear it out, put his butt on you and score at the paint. Like it, it's just, it's just simple physics, man. I, I I just don't understand it. I, I really don't understand how Scott Brooks looked at the tape from game one and decided, yeah, we're going to stick with that same game plan and, and running six foot netto out there in the three guard. Like, I, I just don't, I don't get it, man. I understand it for the starting lineup because, you know, I think that's kind of whatever for a few minutes, but the other problem is too, is they really have no one else to put. Chandler Hutchison looked lost out there. He he's looked lost every second he got in that game two because I don't think he played in game one. Uh, but game two, I mean, yeah. he just he looked lost. Who else are you going to put out there? Garrison Matthews? Well, Matthews can't defend. He has no size. Rui's not again. Rui's just not laterally there. Nope. He's just not, and and it's something he's got to work on. Um, but he's not there either. So it's you then resort to Russ and Brad, who just. They're just not big enough. So it's just yeah. – yeah. and, and, and like I was saying before we got on, you can't double-team Ben Simmons because everyone else can shoot or has the yep. ability to shoot. So it, it causes yeah, you kinda, a little bit you're of kinda, You kind of SOL. I mean, I, 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 I would at least rather – if you're going to go down, I would rather you go down with something that makes sense. You know? Like, like Rui's not the most laterally quick, right? but – is Tobias Harris. Like, right. Tobias Harris was just shooting fadeaways and turnaround jumpers on our guards. Like, he wasn't he wasn't doing no quick moves to really explode past guys, and neither was Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was just overpowering guys. So I feel right. like Rui could stay in front of them. I feel like uh, uh, a guy like Gil or even Bonga, if you want to put up with his offense, can, can make it tougher on those guys because they have length and athleticism. Um, and then, the, and then on the offensive end, you know, make them guys have to guard too. Like it's just the three guard thing. I just think you know it worked for Brooks on this seventeen and six streak against the inferior defensive teams that like to just run and gun. But it's not going to work against Philly. Like he's going to have to take Neto out of that starting lineup. I don't care. I don't care if you put Rui at small forward and go with Gil at the four. Like, you're going to have to do something. Yeah, I think this is where we're going to see the adjustment being made because if you lose this third game, you're done. I mean, you're, you're, done. Not, you're not coming back from that. So I think if there was a game where Scott Brooks would try something different, this would be it. Um, I know we talked about the wings and the guards, uh, but I really wanted to touch on Daniel Gafford for a second because I have been saying that they should be using the three-center rotation for a while. And I think we kind of saw, especially in game two, why that is. Um, Wizards Twitter kind of thought of Daniel Gafford as Superman for the longest time. But I think that in game two, we really saw that he just isn't that type of guy yet to where you can play 30 minutes a night, put him in the starting lineup, and just have everything be all hunky-dory because he looks lost out there. 
And um, I'm not saying guarding Joel Embiid is an easy task, but even against Dwight Howard, I mean, he he's struggling. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The White Howard is an animal, man. He's an animal. If, you know, it's unfortunate he had all the injury issues here, but I mean, that's still still the White Howard, man. I mean, you see how he's built. Like that's just not that's not a normal backup center. You know, that's not that's not uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a, a random, you know, that's not a Dwayne Deadman coming off the bench. Like, <laughs> like that's a, this is a real grown man off of their bench that you got to contend with. Like, and I just think with Gafford, he's still a what year two player. And he's yes. going to have, yeah, he's going to have instances where he looks like a year two player mm-hmm. the same way Rui does, you know, like, and you're going against again one of the most the biggest teams in the league, but also one of the most veteran-led teams in the league. Like all the guys that they get the major minutes for them are veteran guys. So they're gonna again, they're gonna find ways to exploit you, confuse you, and and make you think. And as a year two guy, you know, that can hurt your team. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I just think uh, you know, with with Gafford, I feel like you have to simplify the role for him on both ends of the floor. Right. Like if you're going to be in drop coverage, be in drop coverage. If you're going to tell him to press up on the guards and show then have him do that, but don't flip flop back and forth and, and make it kind of scenario based because for a year two guy, it's going to be tough to execute that and, and to know when to do it, when not to do it in the heat of the game. It can get too confusing. You have to simplify this stuff for him. You just have yeah. to. Uh, it, otherwise, you're gonna get. He's gonna get burnt, man. Or he's gonna be in foul trouble. Yeah, and all the bigs in this series have kind of been in foul trouble the whole time, which is something that we expected. Uh, but that's why I was more of an advocate for the the three center rotation, especially in this series. Uh, moving on. That before we get too much on Russell Westbrook here. Uh, I just want to say that that whole thing that happened with the fans, um, I know at the end of the day, guys, it's just popcorn, I understand, but it's the principle of the thing. Um, You don't show up to someone's job and dump any sort of thing, put any sort of thing. You know, words are going to be words, and that's always going to be sort of a thing. Um, But once you take physical action, even if it's just something as small as popcorn, you know, it's not cool with me. I'm glad that they, I mean, of course, we, everyone knew they were going to kick the fan out as soon as they found out who it was. But uh, I'm glad that they took action, especially with what happened with uh, Trey Young, too, because um, that was yeah, far more unacceptable, the, especially during the, the pandemic, like as it's ending. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what yeah. if that guy had COVID, Trey Young gets COVID and is now out for two weeks? Their season's over. Right. Right. Honestly, yeah. that the is that to me is a jailable offense. Yeah. Um, based on the based on the context of the time right now with COVID, that to me is a jailable offense. Yeah, um, exactly. So I hope I agree. they find that that piece of crap and 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 handle him accordingly. Yeah. Unbelievable. But you know what? Given it was in New York, was it really all that surprising? Not really. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And I'm glad that, that Trey Young did his. I mean, these next two games in Atlanta are gonna be gonna be interesting. Gonna have to make sure I watch those. Yeah, Trey Young a show, man. Yeah, you know? for sure. They not for they sure. not asking him to guard Ben Simmons though. 
<laughs> no, but they have capable bodies to do that. They have DeAndre Hunter. They have Cam Reddish. They have John yeah, Collins. They not putting him. They not putting him on Julius Randle and asking why. Why we <laughs> stop? Uh, when you say it like that, I got to make Scott Brooks sound like the biggest moron of all time. Holy shit, dude! Uh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Uh, anyway, Russell Westbrook. Um, so. I think there there's different things here um, as to why he hasn't played that well. I think you mentioned it. Um, you know, it, it's matchup-based, and they scheme against you for sure. But my thing is when you make $40 million, if you know they're scheming against you a certain way, you need to find a different way to be productive. That's $40 million worth of brain you hope you're getting with that. Um, yeah. And I, I just feel like he just <laughs> – because when you talk about point guards and having like a point guard mindset, like even yesterday when I was watching uh, George Hill, George Hill has a point guard mindset. Russell Westbrook is just like, he just doesn't Fireball. have that mindset. You know, he, he's not, he's not self-aware, you know? And, and it's very yeah. frustrating because on a team where it's basically just them two, Rui sometimes, Gafford sometimes, Lopez sometimes, and no one else. It's like, you need to value the basketball more. You need to be more smart. And at the end of the day, you just need to be better. And if this is the kind of Russell Westbrook that we're going to be getting for the next two years, at least for the next year, and it's going to be like that in the playoffs again, then again, it, it goes back to that long-term question of what are we doing here? Because I'm not sure they're going to be able – to get a third star in here. To be honest with you, I think Ted's going to care more about the Caps this summer than he will about the Wizards. Because the yeah, Caps are also kind of in that point where, okay, you need to you need to pick a lane. Are you going to do something serious to get this back on track, or do we need to um, let Kuznetsov walk? Do we need to let Ovechkin walk, mm. and do we need to rebuild this thing? So well, they're yeah. sort of in that <laughs> situation that the Wizards are in too. But, um, I mean, because... Here's how if they don't get a third star this summer, then it's gonna be very hard for me to want to keep my fandom. Like it, it's it's gonna be yeah. painful next year. It's it's gonna be just awful. Yeah. I mean well, beyond a, beyond just a third star, like whoever that third star is, if they're able to to get one, you still have to build the roster properly around the three guys. Right. So like, you know, if you're getting Carl Anthony Towns. I'm just throwing a name, random name, but you're still putting, you know, one-way players on the floor that can't shoot or they can shoot but can't defend, where you're not changing anything, you know? So, like, they have to really fully evaluate this roster as it is against real competition and and fill, fill holes the same way that Philly did it this summer. Like, Philly saw that, hey, we got Ben Simmons out here having to be a jump shooter because he's on the floor with non-shooters, clogging up the paint. Let's go get shooters. And they immediately ship Josh Richardson's ass out of there, and they bring back Seth Curry, and they bring in Danny Green. Perfect. Makes perfect sense. And now, you in a half-court setting, we can put Ben Simmons in the paint, and B can stretch out because he's a skilled shooter for his size. And then you got Danny Green, Steph Curry, Tobias Harris, who can shoot it. You know, it's not Al Horford, Ben Simmons, MB all in the paint, taking up real estate, kicking out to a Josh Richardson. 
Like it's just, you know, it's it's a better composed team. And I just think the Wizards are gonna have to do that same inventory on what they have this summer and really go address it. Cause I don't feel like they really did it this summer. Um I feel like they signed some good vet guys that that can kind of set culture and but they didn't really address their biggest weaknesses, man. Like they have to go get a two-way wing. Like it's it's imperative because I still don't think you can come into next year and say you want to be a a contending team in the East and you're relying on a second-year small forward coming off an injury. Right. You you know you know like it's just not like if LeBron James was here, would LeBron be saying, "Yeah, second year small forward, let's go." Like I just mm-hmm. don't yeah. I, I just don't think that's viable. Like you you need to go get a veteran that can play that position and allow Denny to kind of mature into a that role, man, because that's just not that's not a role for a second year guy, unless it's like an elite talent, you know, unless you got a, you getting a, you know, Jason Tatum or one of them type guys. That's not, that's just not the role Denny needs to be in right now. If you're saying you're trying to win basketball games. Right. Because I mean, this summer you got to look at everybody that you can get. I mean, you got to look at Jeremy Grant. Um, I would certainly look into Paul George, especially if the Clippers uh, continue to waste this playoff series. Um, I'm looking into Kawhi, especially. I I don't think Masai is going to come. I think it's pretty clear. I think that Masai is going to stay. But if Masai did come, then I would have him hit up Kawhi and say, hey, you know, let's try and figure out a way to make this happen. Um. And I'm yep. sure there's some other solid options out there as well, but it's just it's going to be tough next year if you go with the starting lineup of Russ, Beal, Denny, Rui, and Thomas Bryant. It's just it's not going to cut it. Nope. So not going to cut um, it, man. Believe it or not, Russell Westbrook um, isn't even my uh, my biggest problem player wise um, in this series. We still got um, an eighty million dollar bandit, who is just—isn't <laughs> uh, he just oh, worth man. every penny? I tell you, poor Bertson. Uh, I, I don't want to kill a man, but God damn, God <laughs> damn. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, God damn, man. You can't blame this on COVID. You, you know, you can't no. blame this on not having training camp, buddy. Like, I mean, the Sixers out there, man. It don't matter who, if whoever gets switched on. With Bertans, they going at him. It, from George Hill to Seth Curry to Ben Simmons, whoever he switch on, they going to get a bucket. Yeah, uh, it's like their eyes light up, like they're a kid in a candy store, man. It's Which like, again, yep. I I could live with that. I could live with that if he could shoot the ball on the other end. And you know what? To to this point, and this kind of ties back into Westbrook. Westbrook don't give a fuck about Bertans. He don't look for him. Um, he's not good at finding shooters. He's just not. Nah, um, that's not. And, and that's why I, I miss John Wall in that aspect because you know with John Wall on the court, Bertans would have at least ten three point attempts a game, and, and that's just facts. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all assists, all passes aren't the same, man. Like we got to yeah. stop looking at volume assist numbers to try to equate passers. Like it's levels, and right. I'm sure there's data out here that backs this up, but I know. 
the Wizards are one of the worst three point assist teams in the league. We just don't we don't, don't get look for them. it. Our point guards don't penetrate, suck a defense in, and kick out the three-point shooters. They don't do it. They it's like don't. even Ish. Ish even. There's Bertans and other guys open sometimes. Sometimes he just doesn't kick it. Now, I think his vision is much better than Westbrook's. Uh, but even yeah. Ish still doesn't kick out the shooters all the time. And instead, he opts for a contested mid-range shot, which, you know, for better or worse. But, I mean, again, analytics but, will tell uh, you. We'll, we'll find the open three-point shooter. In, in Ish's defense, I don't feel like the movement is there as much as it was last year. Like, like right. Ish Smith and Bertans had amazing chemistry last year. They were so great. It, yeah, it just seems like that chemistry, whatever they had last year, it's been totally gone this year. Um, everything I see with Bertans, it's like it's a tough shot. Like, it's it's somebody on them. It's, it's, it's from 35 feet. It's like a heave. I mean, I know that's a good shot for him. But it's like those type of shots, you, you got to make them. If you're going to shoot mm-hmm. from 35 feet, you better make it because if you miss it, that's a long rebound and that's a fast break. And you're giving Ben Simmons more fast break opportunities? Come on, man. Come okay. on, man. You asking to get cooked up. Um, and then on the up, and then in the half court, you getting hunted. Like they're right. single, they're they're screening to get you on them so they can go to work. I mean, mm-hmm. all of them. Even Tyrese Maxey was out there just like going to work on them. It was just like, God damn, like, and if you're not going to hit threes and then you're going to be, you know, basically a, a matador on defense, I can't play you. I can't play you. But but right. specifically with his offense, man, it's hard to really evaluate it because I feel like his head coach is doing him no favors. His point guard is doing him no favors. There's no movement in this offense. Bertans is a movement shooter. He's gotta, he's gotta move and come off two pin downs and catch and shoot. We're literally just coming down. He stands in a corner or stands at the wing. We let Russ dribble the air out the ball, or Bill dribble the <laughs> air out the ball, and then we go jump pass, throw it to Bertans, throw it up before the defense, you know, you know, cla- uh, closes on you. And it's like that's not, that's not real offense. It's just not real offense. So, you know, I don't want to kill him. You know, his defense is definitely worthy to be killed on. The six fouls, that's ridiculous. But I would like to see Bertans with a real head coach here that schemes him up and gets him off, you know, some pin downs, some rubs. You know, that that great play that Steve Kerr run where you get two, like, I think he calls it like the open door. I forget what he called it, the back door, where it's like two screeners. And you get a three off, like I want to see stuff like that with Bertans, man, because I really think he would kill in that type of offense. But that offense ain't here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Scott Brooks, I mean, we could win the finals this year, and I would still want Scott Brooks gone because he. Oh, I, I just, I, I can't take it anymore. Like it's, it's just so annoying to to just watch no offense being ran game after game, and defensively, you make no adjustments, and if you do make adjustments, they're retarded. Everything yeah. he does makes zero sense. And it's not just him, because he doesn't run the defense. Longabardi runs the defense. Longabardi's terrible. Every single member of that coaching staff is terrible. And then whenever the opponent makes a shot, all of them on the sidelines, Tony Brown, the coaches in the back are all, they, they just throw their hands up and put their head in their hands. It's like, guys, you guys are the ones coaching this crap. What, what about your teaching for five years has not gotten through to these guys? Yeah, that's the thing that's tough for me because I'm like, are they really – like, it's no way 
that they're sitting there watching the same film we're watching, and they're like, "Yep, that's how we drew it up." Like that's <laughs> it's just no, it's no way, man. Like it's just no way, man. That like they see Ben Simmons get the ball at the three point line with a guard on him, he clears it out like he MJ or Kobe, Kobe in 06. and he like get out the way. I'm going at this dude. Like it's no way they watching that, and they're like, "Yep." Yep, that's exactly what we want. We want Ben Simmons going one on one with Ish Smith in the post. That's exact. That's exactly what we want. Oh it's like, come on, man. Or like on offense, they come down, and it's just Russ dribble, 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 dribble. Or he does this thing where he kind of like sizes the guy up for fifteen seconds. Like, dude, make a move. Like, right. either. Give him a give him a cross, a left or right, and try to get by him. Like, what are you sizing up? And everybody else is just standing around, just watching. And then, mm-hmm. like, oh, he'll do the you know the jump pass. I saw him do one joint where he like jumped, and I guess like as soon as he jumped, he realized he wasn't open, and then he threw it to Ish, and Ish bobbles the ball, and then passed it back to him. And I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing, yeah. man? What are we uh, doing? Can we get? <laughs> what are we doing? It was a point last night. It legit looked like a circus. Like I put my head in my hands. Um, I didn't get to watch the game live. I I was able to watch the uh, the first quarter and a couple minutes yeah. of the second quarter while I was on my break. But I didn't get to watch it until I got home. And I'm just sitting there on my couch and I just I put my head in my hands at um, some point. Either I think it was in the third quarter because it's just like guys, this is terrible. Um, yeah. I can't yeah, I can't do it anymore with yeah. Scott Brooks. Yeah. He's got to go. I just want to see some structure, man. Like, it, like I say, if you're gonna go down, go down doing shit that makes sense, man. Like, and it um, doesn't have to be anything fancy. This is the maddening thing. It's not like you have to come down with a different play and a different concept every single time down the floor. You really only need like four or five things that you can point to, and maybe a couple things that you can specialize in for players that do specific things, like Bertans and Matthews. It really is not complicated, but it's just like over five years. It's just been the definition of insanity for Scott Brooks. Like, he's legit a maniac. Yeah, I just want to know, like, what the what did they practice coming into this series? Because they had, I mean, coming into the game, too, because they had three days off. So I know they practiced. Like, what did they practice? Like, I would really like to see, like, some insight on that because – I didn't see it in the game. Like, it wasn't no adjustment or offense that I was like, oh, okay, that's something new. I didn't see game one. Or They literally did the same thing. They did the same mm-hmm. thing, and 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 Doc Rivers basically was like, oh, okay, this is what y'all going to do? All right. It's Smith on Ben Simmons? Lovely. Lovely. Uh, Russ dribbling the air out of the ball and shooting shooting threes? Lovely. Lovely. You know? Yep. Brad yep. Beal going one on five? We'll take it. Go ahead, Brio, get your 40. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like, I, I just, I, I really, I, we, need, we need a culture upgrade, man. I don't know how many times we've said it on this pod, but it's imperative, man. If they bring that dude back. I'm not a I'm fan. Bill, if they bring him back and I'm Bradley Bill, I'm requesting a trade, period, right. point blank, because that tells me you're not trying to win. You're not trying to win. Right. You're trying to save money or you're trying to, you know, I don't know. But you ain't trying to win bringing that dude back. Yeah, money cannot be a thing this summer for Ted because this whole point of bringing in Russell Westbrook was you're trying to win a title. 
So you can't go into the summer and be cheap again because if this was all just about marketing and getting more people in the stands and you do that to your 10-year veteran point guard, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of words for Ted. Because that, yeah, be sure. that would be the most ultimate disrespectful thing you could have done if at the end of the day this was just for marketing and for money. It, you, you couldn't do anything more disrespectful in the league. When other stars get moved around and it involves other superstars, it, it usually is for a reason, and it usually makes sense. So it, it can't, you can't go into the summer and not seriously upgrade your roster and, and keep the same coach. So, Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they got to really – I think they really need to look at what, what Philly did this offseason, this past offseason, because I'm sure Philly fans on their pods and whatnot were having some of the same convos we were having. Uh, about Brett Brown and and the and the roster construction around Ben Simmons and Embiid. Remember, the talk was Ben Simmons and Embiid don't like each other. They don't hang out with each other. The roster is trash. You paying? You gave Al Horford all this money. What that sound like? We gave Bertans mm-hmm. all this money. Uh, <laughs> ben Simmons can't shoot. Russell Westbrook can't shoot. Uh, Embiid is he really a guy you can build around? Hmm. That that conversation sound real familiar. Um, and the questions about Brett Brown are the same questions we have about Scott Brooks. And the players know. The players know this dude ain't it. Um, they just out there doing the best they can competing. Um, but they really have to, like, really assess this roster this summer, go get a real coach, and then go get some guys that fit with the backcourt because Right now, it's just it's a mess. It's really a mess. Like when you stack them up against a real championship caliber team, it's a mess. If we could call Wes Unsell Jr. tomorrow to come and just take the team over for the rest of the playoffs, I would freaking do it, and I would so love it. Wes should already uh. be interviewed. The contract should already be drafted up, brother. It should already be drafted up. As soon as we get swept, go ahead and email <laughs> that thing right on over. <laughs> <laughs> like it shouldn't even that joint should already be drafted up, man. Ready to go. Like they they should have already had the meeting and all that, man. Like I, I yeah. This is we know what this is, man. Right. <laughs> we count down days at this point. We should have already heard rumors that this was an agreement under the table for some time. And, and to expedite yeah. this process, please Portland win the series. There is no reason why you can't. Yeah, because he's still he's still on Denver staff right now, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, send that PDF. Uh, go ahead, send that on over to his email, man. Let's get this thing going, man, because we know what it is with Brooks. Uh, yep. And you know what's going to be funny, right? What's so funny about these Wizards coaches is that after they get fired here or they let go here, they never get another job. That tells <laughs> you right there. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else wanted them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody else wanted them, man. So I mean, Scott Brooks' coaching staff originally was a disaster um, because he didn't even get the main guy that he wanted to bring on. Oh, what was his fit? Rex something, I think. Uh, I forget. He was a, his head assistant when he was in Oklahoma, I think. But he couldn't mm-hmm. bring him back to get him on board because I think he was with the Raptors at the time, I want to uh-huh. say. Mm, uh, okay, okay. But anyway, yeah, his staff was a disaster from the beginning. As soon as he hired Tony Brown as his associate, I was like, what are, what are we doing, guys? I was like, what are we doing? And then that whole, and I'm not saying Atkins is a bad coach, but when you hire a coach specifically for Kevin Durant, it's like, guys, come on. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. Um, blah, 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 blah. Games three and four. What do you think? Um, I, I still, I mean, after game two, it's, it's really going to be hard to see how they win a game in the series, but I still think they'll, they'll take this game three coming up. I think they will. Uh, they better. I mean, books got to coach this like it's a game seven, man. So mm-hmm. what he usually does. <laughs> yeah, he, he got to coach this like it's a game seven. Like your we job saw is on the line. Game seven. It was ass. Yeah. Yeah, his job wasn't on the line then, though. He had just inked that five-year deal. Uh, so if your job is on the line, you need to coach like I, I want to see at least one adjustment that I could point to and be like, oh, he changed that. You know, I, I you got to, man. I mean, it's do or die because, like you said earlier, if you go down 0-3 to Philly, you're done. You might as well stick a fork in them. Um, so I, I hopefully – but we're going to know. When 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 Fred Katz put out that lineup, that star lineup, and you still see Raul Neto and Alex Lynn in there, Sweet. Well, I already know where this going. I already know where we going. Yeah, <laughs> one two three Cancun, baby. We going, <laughs> we going to Cancun, baby. Like it's going home, man. Like I just so we gonna we gonna see, man. We we gonna see. We gonna see. Do you think what change you think they'll make in the starting lineup? If you had to guess, what do you think it'll be? Uh, the change I would make definitely would be Gafford starting. That should have been happening. Um, okay. and I would go Anthony Gill, man. Um, because he can actually shoot. Like his shooting numbers over that stretch of of, of uh twenty three yes. games, you know, when they went seventeen and six, he's shooting better than Bertans. Yeah. Um, I he, he's shooting forty some percent. So, and he has he's smart. Like he plays smart. Like he's kind of like the opposite of of Hutchison. Like Hutchinson, very athletic, suspect jumper, but his decision making, he just kind of he got some of that just weird J.R. Smith energy with him. And I feel like Anthony Gill is kind of the opposite. He plays within himself. He don't try to do stuff. He don't, he's not capable of doing. He plays like a guy that's, you know, 27, 28 years old, that's been around the block a little bit. Um, so I would prefer to see him at the four spot, uh, guarding. Tobias Harris and then Rui uh, putting him at the three and putting Rui on Ben Simmons um, and then going from there. Uh, I I think that's sort of, yeah. Go ahead. And and I'm having Bill and Russ, they're attached to to Danny Green and Seth Curry at the hip. You do not leave them, period, ever. Right. Right. Ever. (laughs) Yeah. I you think I, I think that's a good strategy. What what I think Scott Brooks will do, I think we'll see two changes. I think Daniel Gafford will finally start, and I think Garrison Massey, Matthews will also start, and Hall and Neto mm. will go to the bench. Mm. Because so who is uh, how uh, who is who is Matthews going to check? Probably Danny Green or Seth Curry. Hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, we can talk about defensively, but offensively, you need to put more shooters out there. You have to. I agree, and Garrison I, was also a starter for a long time. I feel like that might might be another Burton situation. That man going to get hunted. They're going to take his man, and they're going to bring him up and get the screen so he get the switch. I mean, shit, they could start Bertans, which I think might actually be more no. useful than putting him on the bench. Oh, no. I, 
know, man. I just I just look at them dudes when I see them and they get Bertans on them. It's like it's like they like Iverson, man. Like it's like they get magical powers when they see Bertans in front of them, man. I, I don't know what it is. Like they get charged up, the sliders go up. I don't know that's I don't know if that's a good idea, man. I, okay, I, well, just have him face guard Danny Green because if Danny Green starts beating you off the dribble, then we have a problem. Like a problem. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny Green not a guy that's gonna handle it like that. I wouldn't put him on Seth Curry. No, no, but, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Danny Green, yeah. Danny Green is just a movement shooter. He's not trying to handle it and playmaking all that. Then nah, but yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, you can hide him on Danny Green, just some guy that's just just there to catch and shoot, gonna run off some screens. But Tom's can do that. He can do that and use but, his length to kind of contest. Um you wanna know the problem with that strategy too, though? is guess who's going to look for switches every time? Because guess who doesn't hedge and recover? The Wizards. They switch everything. All it takes is a simple screen, and suddenly Vertons is on Tobias Harris or Ben Simmons. Yeah, and, see, and that's the other – that's the schematic adjustment they need to make along with the lineup change. They cannot switch because when they switch, they, the, the guy that's screening, they're usually bringing the guy that has the bad defender on him, right. and then they're using him to screen – and then you end up with a Bertans on Ben Simmons, or you end up with a Ish Smith on Tobias Harris. They're they're screening with a purpose. They're not just screening Joel and Bead up every time. Like no, they're screening the guy who got the bad defender. Oh yeah yeah yeah, come on, bring him over here. I want some of that. Let me get that. Go ahead, screen it because we know they're gonna switch. Boom, I got I got Ish Smith, six foot Ish Smith on six ten Ben Simmons or Tobias Harris. You know, I got I got Bertans on 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 Seth Curry. Oh yeah, I'm gonna cook that up every time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, yeah that, that's why I say I would go Gill because I feel like Gill can hold his own defensively. Like he's not he's not a stopper. We don't have we don't have a stopper on this team. Um, mm-hmm. But he's solid enough and he has size enough where I think he can hold his own. And then there's there's nobody you calling out. Like, yeah, bring that guy to me. Bring that guy to me that you can hunt and go one-on-one on, you know? And so that way the team is not – the defense isn't reacting all the time. You know, we're not scrambling. Oh, we got to help here. Oh, no, now we got to run over here and get back to the shoot. Like, it's just it's just too much reacting, and it's it's going to leave gaping holes, man. Yeah. Um so what? So what's your prediction here for these next two games? What do you think? You you think we win one? You think it's a sweep, or you think maybe we steal both and we're going back to Philly tied up? All right. Uh, see, there's my head saying one thing, and then my heart. <laughs> right, my it's heart, so hard. man. I'm trying to. I got to take my fandom out of this. I'm gonna take my fandom out. I'm gonna say the Wizards win game three. We win game three, but then we don't win another game. Okay, that's what I think. Um, yeah, I'm going to say yeah. we win game three. You know, some miraculously, we win game three, and then we lose game four, probably on something controversial. Uh, and then, yeah, and we go home. <laughs> so go home with game five. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see how it plays. Logic told me. And you remember this when you're on the podcast. I wanted to say Sixers and five so bad, but I was like, you know what? The Wizards are a feisty team. They can fight back. And, you know, even part of me during game two, I was like, okay, well, we can come back from leads like this. But there was just kind of that different feeling. 
I was like, eh, they're not going to do that. It was it was already bagged up for a while. But, I mean, I was like, yeah, you know, they're feisty. They'll fight back. Um, they have surges where they look unbelievable. When Berton starts hitting shots and you get Westbrook in transition, when Beal starts hitting his threes, we look pretty damn good. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's looking pretty bleak right now. And this is while Beal's getting a bucket every single time he touches the ball. So... Right. Yeah, I'll say the same thing. I think they win game three. I think game four will be close, but I think Philly wins within the last two minutes. And then I think Philly ends it in Philly, which I might actually go to, by the way. Uh, my brother lives... Oh, okay. He goes to school at uh, Messiah. So he's about, I think, a couple hours from Philly, I think. So I may, I may try going to that game. Uh, I, I was going to go to game four, if we won yesterday, but um, I, I don't think I'm going to waste the money at this point. So, especially since I mean, the odds are that we're, we're probably going to get swept. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm looking here, man. Joel Embiid is shooting 43% from three against us, 94%. From I, yeah, three. it feels like he hasn't missed. Isn't that weird? How that feels like when you shoot over 40%, it feels like you shoot like 85%. These dudes are scoring damn near like a point per minute, man. Like their per thirty six is crazy. Like, and none of their role crazy. players are missing. Like, except Korkmaz. Korkmaz is missing. Everyone else is doing good. George Hill hitting his threes. Seth Curry, missing, Danny uh, Green. Even, even Seth, Seth Curry shooting thirty percent, but but George Hill hitting and B hitting. Tobias Harris hitting. Danny Green is hitting. Like what I'm shocked by is Shake Milton. Shake Milton. Yeah, yeah. Same. Minutes for real. Like yeah. I, I, he was the Wizards killer. He was the guy I was worried about. Like, cause he got ability to do it off the bounce and catch and shoot. He ain't even, they not even really using him. Yeah. They don't need to. They don't need to. Yeah. They got Danny Green and Seth Curry. Ben Simmons, then they don't need to use him. They don't need to use him, man. This, this shit crazy. The guy leave, man. Ben yeah. Simmons averaging triple double on this, man. It's that's it. You want to get paid? Just play the Wizards, man. Yep, 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 yep. All right, I think that'll do it for us today. Uh, the next time we get with you, we'll probably do after game three and four, um, unless, well, mm. unless game three is really good, I may say let's try getting back on. But other than that, I will probably say after these uh, next two games, see how things go at Cap One, but. Hoping that the Wizards can tie the series and we're going back to Philadelphia 2-2. Two to two, But probably not likely at this point. So looking at another first-round exit, going to be disappointing. But we'll hope for the best. Who knows? You know, who knows? Maybe they make some miraculous adjustment. And I'll say that I, I thought the Sixers caught some breaks because I thought Tobias Harris was going to be out for the rest of that game. And it looked like Seth Curry wouldn't be back for the series the way he was hobbling after um, that ankle injury. So it looks like they caught a couple breaks there with those two. That'll be something to look out for. Oh, also, Westbrook's injury. Have we heard anything about that today? I haven't seen anything. I thought, I thought, I didn't know it was like an official injury. I thought tweaked the ankle and, you know, he could have, he would have came back in, but we were getting blown out. So it was just kind of like, what's the point? Um, But yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen anything. I guess that's probably good news. I feel like if there was something serious, he would have already heard about it. 
Right, right. Especially since um, Woj or Shams tweeted out mid-game that um, Seth Curry would be coming back into the game. Yeah. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, But thank you guys for listening once again. And we will see you next time.